This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The availability of connected devices like smart thermostats and those fitness trackers people wear is presenting thorny new challenges for Washington policymakers. Many in Congress want to give the burgeoning sector the spectrum to meet consumer appetite for wireless data, but they're also grappling with ways to protect people's privacy. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ technology reporter Alicia Green. What we're talking about here is the so-called Internet of Things. The U.S. has been racing to deploy 5G technology ahead of other countries. FCC Chairman Tom Wheeler recently announced his plans aimed at ensuring the United States will be a leader on that front. But is Congress anywhere close with a spectrum bill? Well, you're right to point out that there's action pending on a few fronts. Uh, so the FCC recently voted unanimously, which is pretty rare for them to move forward with this rule that would kind of pave the way for 5G. And Congress has been trying to play their part as well, but they have sort of gotten stuck. Uh, Even this very bipartisan issue of providing broadband has sort of somehow become very partisan. This mobile now broadband bill they had in the Senate became attached to the reconfirmation of an FCC commissioner, which has been held up because people are upset with the FCC. So it's just kind of this whole political quagmire. I'm not really sure what role, if any, Congress will be able to play at this point. Yeah, the acrimony between congressional Republicans and the Federal Communications Commission going back to the net neutrality rules has kind of seeped through all the policymaking. Now, you've spoken with some tech-savvy lawmakers, California Republican Congressman Darrell Issa, who made a fortune in electronics and holds dozens of patents, Washington State Democratic Congresswoman Suzanne Delbena, a former Microsoft executive. How are they tutoring their colleagues on pressing technology issues? Well, they formed the Internet of Things Caucus in the House in early 2015, and they've been working ever since then to sort of educate their fellow lawmakers. I think both of them readily admit that they run into other members of Congress who are like, what is the Internet of Things? What are you even talking about? It doesn't matter what committee you're on or what area you're working in. Technology is really foundational and is really part of our infrastructure. And so we need to think of it in all of these scenarios, whether it's transportation or healthcare or uh, energy, and understand that the issues we talk about in technology are going to be important issues for them, too, and we need to think through how they might be uniquely impacted. Uh, So I think that's been their first hurdle. And then beyond that, they're trying to get them to think about what's coming around the bend with technology and what sort of policy issues they should be looking at. It's potentially important. Uh, You know, every member of Congress has a staff. They provide legal advice, but there really aren't many independent sources of information on science and technology. And maybe some of these members are more inclined to listen to a fellow member who's been there. Um, To generalize a bit, it, it does seem that the Republicans prefer to consider regulation 
after there's a problem in the market. Democrats tend to want rules that are laid out beforehand, uh, say, to ensure that some competitors aren't disadvantaged. Uh, Are there any issues where the two actually meet? Well, yeah, and you make a great point, which I think uh, Isa and Dalban A would both admit to, which is that they tend to have some differences when it comes to regulation. If you have no accountability, you may get you know, basically snake oil products. Mm -hmm. They claim to do something and they don't do it and people get hurt. If you have too much, you stifle innovation. Uh, Where's the middle ground? That is part of Congress's job and it's why we have to get people educated. They do agree that there needs to be more spectrum. You know, the federal government controls these airwaves that fuel our demand for data and I don't think most people think about that on a regular basis. Uh, But Congress certainly has a role to play there if it can kind of find a way to move some bills through. Uh, They've also talked about interoperability of devices. So you have all these devices connected to the internet, but then how do they connect to each other? So you're really getting the most from it. And they kind of think that's something that Congress can maybe encourage the private sector to look into and work on its own. I, I think they certainly will hit some thornier issues though eventually when it comes to things like privacy and security. We might see some kind of different approaches to how, if at all, they try to regulate that. Uh, on that point, one friction point uh, is defining when the United States or foreign governments can access personal data. And uh, the Justice Department recently threw a new wrinkle into efforts to update privacy laws. Uh, the department said it will ask Congress to approve a plan that will allow foreign governments to request information directly from U.S. tech companies with international operations. That would be Google, Microsoft, what have you. Uh, what's the reception been so far? Tepid, I think, is a a word we can use there easily. Uh, Privacy advocates were pretty quick when they saw this Justice Department proposal to say, whoa, there are some big potential issues with this. Uh, The ACLU in particular has been pushing members of Congress already saying, look, we know you got this proposal, but we can't support it because we don't think it does enough to protect privacy. And it basically allows the executive branch to go and set up these international agreements for sharing data without, um, you know, a a bigger congressional role. Microsoft won a recent court case. They defeated the Justice Department effort to access emails stored on a company's server in Ireland. And this takes up the old balancing act between law enforcement and and civil liberties again. Uh, Can we expect Congress to try to clarify when the government can access electronic communications stored abroad? A large contingent of them want to, whether they'll actually be able to, especially this year with, you know, the shortened legislative calendar is a whole other question. Uh, There's been a huge bipartisan push for trying to update the country's electronic communications, privacy laws. So that deals with things like emails, um, other online records that people have. But I don't know that Congress will um, be able to achieve that balancing act this year. I mean, the Justice Department proposal that we just talked about could complicate matters a a bit further. DOJ said, hey, you know, we could discuss this in the context of ongoing reform efforts. Lawmakers have been aware of this kind of DOJ proposal potentially coming down the pipeline, but I don't know that they're ready to try to put it into one of the bills that's already been struggling to make it all the way through. Maybe something for the next administration and then the next session. Right. CQ Technology reporter Alicia Green on Congress again navigating the thicket of technology, policy, and privacy issues. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can find all of our podcasts at rollcall.com forward slash podcasts. 